Jesus spent his life teaching us the meaning of love. Through word and deed, Jesus showed us how to love God and to love one another. He fed the hungry. He healed the sick. He invited the women and the children and the tax collectors and the sinners to come to his table. He broke bread with the least and the lost and shared the cup of redemption with them all. He crossed boundaries of race, ethnicity, gender, and class. He challenged religious authorities. He called out the hypocrites. He admonished the scribes and the Pharisees for their hardened hearts. He brought a simple message, love God and love one another. We gather in, in the, the name, name of, of Jesus, Jesus and remember the way that he showed us to live. We gather to remember not just his death, but his life.
way of Jesus goes through the cross. But we are not there yet. It is close. We can see its shadow. We can feel the cold, dark night. We know that the enemies of Jesus are conspiring. They've had enough of him. He threatens their comfort. He threatens their way of life. He threatens their power. They will come for him. First, though, we will gather. We gather with Jesus and his closest friends. We gather with those that call him teacher, rabbi, friend. We gather for the Passover meal to remember that God saved the people from slavery. God saved once. God saves forevermore. God, God saved the Israelites at Passover and revealed that it is God who reigns, not the Pharaoh. Our God saved once. God saves forevermore. In the room secured by Peter and John, Jesus took a towel and a basin of water and washed his disciples' feet. He reversed the roles of master and student, the roles of servant and host. Jesus told them to do the same for others. It would be a sign of love for others. Let others see Jesus in my life. Even as they were sharing the sacred meal together, the disciples were not one of heart. Jesus knew that he was asking much of these men, and he knew that they would fail him. Jesus had already agreed to betray Jesus to the religious authorities. Was he angry at some slight? Was he disappointed that Jesus would not raise an army against the Romans? Was he upset with the value of the oil that the woman wasted when she anointed Jesus? We will never know Judas's heart, but Jesus knew that he would be betrayed. And what did Jesus do with that man that would betray him? He broke bread with him. All of the disciples were deeply saddened, and they said, I would never betray you, Lord. It's not me, is it? Judas Iscariot would be identified as the disciple who would betray Jesus for a small bag of silver, 30 pieces of silver, the price of a slave. Then Judas fled the room when Jesus identified him as the betrayer.
redeemed with sacrifices every day. And though the blood appears to the Father, still the curse of sin was never men who are going to help with the Lord's Supper, if they would come forward at this time. And we want to invite you tonight, if you're a follower of Christ, to join us as we partake of the bread and of the juice in just a moment. As they're coming, I'm going to read Mark's account, which would be Peter's account, of the Last Supper, the Lord's Supper. As they were eating, they were eating the Passover meal. Jesus took the bread, and after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to them and said, Take, this is my body. And he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And he said to them, This is my blood, the blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you thousands of years before this for the Passover, God, where you provided a, you made a way for people to live in the midst of death and dying. Jesus, we thank you 
thousands of years after that, you instituted the Lord's Supper, which was fixing to be made real that very next day by your death. Thank you tonight, Jesus, how relevant and real that is to us. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. As the men are finishing to gather this, hold your wafer just for another minute. Don't eat it yet. Jesus is fixing to say to them, take and eat, this is my body. And, you know, I'm sure the confusion, the depression, everything that was going through their minds, they did not know at all what that meant. They had a lot better clue Friday afternoon what they meant. But I don't even think the fullness of it was understood till he arose from the dead and they saw him. 
they, they realized that he was the sacrifice, sacrificed his body, but that he walked out of that tomb too. So that sacrifice was something that was not just good for a day or two, it's good for eternity. And in memory and honor of Jesus' body, let's eat the bread. After the bread, he says, they took the cup. And after he gave thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And he said, this is my blood, the blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Would you pray with me? Jesus, thank you that you died in our place, that you gave your body and your blood so that we could have life and forgiveness and life eternal. And it's in your name I pray, Jesus. Amen.
You know, I'm not sure I've ever heard that song sang with the taking of the, the juice of the Lord's Supper, but how appropriate. If you've ever wondered or you wonder tonight how valuable you are to God, Jesus Christ was willing to lay down his life and not only lay down his life, but to give his blood, have his blood poured out for you and me that we could be forgiven and cleansed and have life and life eternal. Isn't that not wonderful? In honor of Jesus shed blood for you. Let's drink. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here, and on these gifts of bread and the cup. May we be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by Christ's blood. By your Holy Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in the ministry of all the world. Through the Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. When the holy meal had been shared, the disciples began to argue over which one would be the greatest. Even here at the end of their time together, they did not seem to understand what Jesus had been teaching them all along. He reminded them that to be great in the kingdom of God meant to serve. After Jesus' talk of betrayal, the disciples' argument, and Jesus' rebuke of them, the disciples seemed to be growing anxious. Peter proclaimed, Lord, Lord, Lord I am ready, ready to, to go, go with you, you to prison, prison and, and to, to death. And Jesus replied, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you have denied three times that you know me. Stand again.
Afterwards, Jesus led his disciples to the Garden of Gethsemane. He asked them to pray for him, for he wanted to be alone. There, Jesus prayed. He asked his friends to keep watch, but they kept falling asleep. He prayed for another way out. He prayed in anguish. He prayed as a man who could feel pain, who would be hurt by betrayal, who would be scarred by the scourge, and would bleed with nails were driven into his arms and legs. He prayed as a man who knew that if he followed God's will, he would be charged, convicted, mocked, humiliated, abandoned, and nailed to a cross. Knowing all of this full well, he prayed, not my will, but yours. Jesus' words, not my will, God, but yours. You know, these events occurred centuries ago. And someone might ask, why would we revisit them tonight? Is it even relevant for the modern church or for the modern Christian? And indeed it is. Without these events, we don't have a church or we don't have a faith. Monday, Thursday is ultimately about service and self-reflection. The questions asked that night in the upper room are so valid for First Baptist and every church and every Christian today. What are my motives when doing things for others? Do I stand with Christ when pressed by the world and its lure? 
Do I love my enemies, even those who seek to hurt me? Do I show grace rather than judgment? Do I, do I still wonder in amazement at the gift of God's Son? We're going to now sing a song, and following this song, we will end our service. We're going to ask you tonight to leave in a little different manner. We're going to leave reverently and quietly, and you get out in the hallway. If you see someone you want to hug, that'll be great. But we're going to leave in a spirit of reflection. Thank you so much for being here this evening. Let's stand together. Oh